The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Allison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Good morning and welcome to The Mickey Ellison Show. Um, Today, I have a special guest on. He's been on the show several times. And if you read the the Facebook post that I put on for the show page, and that is just Mickey Ellison Show at, uh, at Facebook. My guest today, seven months ago when he first appeared on the show, I had no idea the impact that he was going to actually have on my life and, and, and the direction that, that I am going. Um, John O'Sullivan with Changing the Game Project has, and, and I, don't, I don't know if I've even told him some of the things I'm saying right now, but John has impacted me in ways that I, it's made me a better baseball coach, it's made me a better dad, and it is also the driver of the direction the show has taken since he was on the show, and the direction of complete fitness that we've talked about in in, in the past. And in the first couple of segments, John's going to be with us, and in, in the end, it's just going to be me, and it's just going to be you and me. We're going to talk a little bit about my drive. We've had other people on the show to talk about complete fitness, and I just want to be down downright and, and straight up as far as the direction that I think that, that I'm going and some of the things that uh, are going along with it. But John is a uh, – John played professional soccer. He's coached soccer for, for quite a bit of time, and I'm probably going to mess this up, John. Um, and I found John because of a post that my brother put on Facebook with an article called The Road to Nowhere. And at the time, John – and welcome to the show, by the way, John. Hey, thanks, man. It's always good to be here. When, when I first had you on the show, I really just, you know, I'm a, I'm a youth coach, baseball coach, basketball. Heck, I co- I've coached soccer, and I, don't, it, it, I can handle it at the, at the five- and six-year-old level pretty good. <laughs> but, but beyond that, I, I don't know. But anyway, when you came on the show, I, I was very passionate about what your message is and, and, and the changes that uh, are some of the, the problems we see in, in youth sports, but also some of the opportunity that we have at this time because – what you're doing with Changing the Game Project, well, tell everybody that there's some people that are new to the show and haven't heard what Changing the Game Project. Tell, tell us what it is. Well, it's basically an organization, and our mission is to try to give youth sports back to our kids. Um, it's become such an adult-centered 
venture in so many places where it's just no longer about the needs and the priorities and the values of the kids who are playing the sports. It's serving the, the parents and, and the coaches and the administrators who are, who are running them. And so all the Change of the Game project is, is uh, basically trying to give people a voice who are saying, wait, stop. Sports is not like it was when I was a kid. You know, my kid shouldn't have to specialize or pick one sport when he's seven years old. If, if he wants to play, he needs a life, he needs a childhood, you know, she needs to do other stuff as well. And, and so that's what we do. So I, I travel and I speak at schools and sports clubs and things like that. And, and then I have a blog at changethegameproject.com and do some freelance writing in some other places. Um, just trying to, you know, get the message out there that, you know, that, that there is a better way. And actually this better way is, is the way that um, science tells us is the best way to develop not only athletes who enjoy sports and stick with them, but actually to develop elite athletes as well. Yeah, and you know, I, I think as a parent, before meeting with you, I, I watched a little bit of what was going on. And fortunately, my kids uh, have they, they've played everything, and I've not I, I didn't give in to that the uh, the specialization. But I can see where it could be extremely easy for that to happen because as a parent, you want what's best for your kid. And and I can obviously with my two boys, I can see that they're. That at eight and thirteen, and that doesn't mean it's going to stay this way. At eight and thirteen, I can see that that they have pretty good and possibly uh, possibly the talent and to to play at another level in, in the game of baseball. But I I uh, who knows? I mean, you're talking about an eight year old and a thirteen year old, and and they may decide at some point that they they don't want to do it at all. And I had Mike Morgan on a couple weeks ago from. Uh, from high school out in Washington, and you know, I love what what he does. He has he has, he leads the band and coaches the football team at the same time. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that show, but uh, Mike is a, a a unique individual. But let, we're going to go a little bit into some of the articles, uh, and and I think people will, will like that. But first, I want to get to to this because I I told you before the show and starting complete fitness and. and I think there's probably some parallels with Changing the Game Project because when you first started to notice these things and you started to kick off Changing the Game Project, you knew your message was right. You knew that message was something that – and you had lots of people that would agree with you mm-hmm. when you would put that information out. But did you find it difficult at, at the very beginning to get people to go beyond just liking it on Facebook or – or, or saying you're doing great things, was it frustrating that you couldn't get the pe- you couldn't get it to go as fast as you wanted to go because you needed more people to actually spread the message? Because in fact, you know, gr- great we have internet, but internet only goes so far as people are willing to share the message with other people. You can only get it to so many so many folks, and then it, it works like any other product that's out there that that the best way of, of getting a message out is through word of mouth and other people saying, hey, you need to check this out. So was well, there frustrations in the beginning? Well, yeah, of, of course. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I've never, you know, I, I knew I was on the right track because, you know, our mutual friend, Rob Miller and Bruce Brown, they've been doing this. And I knew that they had found a niche where people were looking for their voice and this type of information. So, I had that little bit of, you know, thing in the back saying, okay, I know it's been done. So as long as I just keep at it, I can, I can make this work. Um, and yeah, you just have to, you just have to, um, 
you know, continue at it because when I would travel, when I'd be in an airport and someone would say, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I go to schools and sports clubs and I, you know, teach parents and coaches how to make sports better for their kids. No one ever said to me, oh, wow, that's a dumb idea. They all said, oh, <laughs> can you come speak to our club? <laughs> uh-huh. You know, so, so I knew that there was a message out there. But, but I think you, you touch on a very important point, Mickey, which is this. The, the beauty of the Internet, the beauty of the social media world, um, the beauty of everyone having a website and all the ways we can, can communicate these days is fantastic for building awareness. Mm-hmm. But people don't buy into what you're doing until they trust you. And right. so you can, you, know, you can get all the likes on your Facebook page as you want, but it's really about serving everyone who likes that page or reads your blog post or shares it and, and developing trust with them that you know, this is a trustworthy voice who doesn't, who's not just making stuff up. Um, it's based on sound things. He's consistent or she's consistent. And, um, and, and then slowly but surely as it grows, then, all, then there's that proof of like, hey, I read this book. It's a good book. Hey, he came and spoke at our school. That was a great thing. You should do it too. And so I think this is the challenge when you're starting anything is we can get seduced in a way by all the awareness that we can create for ourselves or even if you have the money, buy for yourselves. But you can't buy trust. And, and that takes time. And so I've been at it now long enough where the trust factor is, is growing and now things are, are, are catching on and growing exponentially. Yeah, and, and you know, I, me finally getting to meet you in person up in, in Topeka a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, I, for what it's worth, I don't look at you as just a, a, a person that comes on the radio show that, that's a guest anymore. I, I look at you as a friend because I know that, that we are – while we may not be doing the exact same thing in, in, in the awareness, we share the love for people, the, sh- the love for, for creating a better world. And um, you know, I, I don't know exactly how, how I'm trying to put this, but we're on the same team going for a similar goal. It's just that you know, when, when I was talking to you off the air, I, I mentioned that, that I love sports. Sports is that I am at home. I am in, I'm in my element. That is where you know you put me in a weight room, put me on a ball field, and, and teaching these kids. I absolutely love doing it. Um, but I don't think that my calling is exactly what your calling is, and it probably shouldn't be. Um, complete fitness is that, and at the end of the show, I'm going to go more into that. But um, you, you know, with with I'm going to change gears a little bit because I'm at a, at a loss of words. I was actually looking on your on your on your Facebook page the other day, and there was a you got some quotes on there that are in, in your your timeline photos, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite that I've I've seen, and and it goes along with with this the the beginning of the show talking about changing the world, and it was a quote by Nelson Mandela that says, "Sports sport has the power to change the world." It has the power to inspire. It has the power to unite in a way that little else does. It speaks to youth in a language they understand. Sport can create hope where once there was only despair. It is more powerful than government in breaking down racial barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you say to that? Because when I when I read that, I think a perfect example is when we look at um, at the Olympics. You can have countries 
that are literally at war with one another between their governments and their militaries, but they'll come together and the athletes share this common bond that, frankly, we would probably have a lot more peace in this world if we let the athletes do the negotiation versus the, the, the presidents and the dictators. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, sport is the most <clears throat> culturally unifying um, you know, thing in, in most communities. I mean, when you think about, um, you know, in a community, you know, in, in your town, people might be Christian, they might be Jewish, they might be Muslim, they might be a whole variety of religions. They go to different high schools, they go to whatever, but they might all love Kansas basketball, you know. Uh-huh. And so it, it brings together people from across cultures, socioeconomic boundaries in the a love of, of a thing. And, you know, I think often I have, a, I have two great friends who run an organization called Coaches Across Continents, and they have programs in about 40 or 50 countries now, and they travel all over the world teaching life skills and, and female empowerment through sport. And they try to you know, teach self-directed learning so that when their program leaves, the community can continue on using sport to teach these valuable life skills and, and, and help girls find a voice in countries where they don't get to go to school and, and things like that. And what they tell me, it's so amazing. You know, there's lots of people who walk into these villages in Africa or in Southeast Asia or into a city in Haiti or whatever, and they try to force things upon them, whether it is religion or ideology or whatever. But he says, when you walk into a village in Africa carrying soccer balls, you are everybody's best friend. And I think it's such an amazing example of how powerful sport can be just to open doors and get people to listen. What, what the conversation that takes place later on is, is completely different, but sport can, can unify us just by a mutual love of something, even if we disagree on everything else. Well, I mean, you look at some of the racial barriers that were broken down in the United States and with Jackie Robinson, and I can't remember the coach, down, I think it was UTEP, um, where they, they played against uh, Adolph Rupp and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Kentucky and the, and the national championship. The first, I think it was the first year they had black athletes actually play in that. Mm-hmm. And today we look at, the we have the thought of, there's no there's no black athletes playing basketball. That I mean, heck, mm-hmm. it doesn't even make any sense. But yet, you talked about also the religion because once once we once we get in, in and I am a born again Christian, mm-hmm. and I, I I pray that everyone else becomes one. But I also know that I can't force that. But by bringing us together through sport, we now have something in common, and it lets us get to know one another and know that you know, despite the stereotypes that 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 may be out there. You don't fit that, that stereotype, and maybe the stereotype is what's wrong, and now we start to, to build bonds, and, and, and we become friends with people that at one time that it was actually looked down upon for being friends. I, I think one of the greatest places to watch that is in youth sports and what, watching my kids and watching other people's kids. And, you know, as far as racial boundaries are, are – they don't have racial boundaries. They, they my, my kids go out there, and they obviously notice that, that – a one kid may have a darker skin tone than another, but that doesn't mean anything to them. Some, some of those things, most of the, 
the negatives in society are taught by adults, not children. And I think even in Scripture, um, you know, Christ talked about the the wisdom of, of the child and, and how we can learn a lot watching watching those kids. And I know I'm kind of rambling, but it, what what I, I, I believe that uh, – that what you're doing is, is fantastic. I believe that um, where you're going is going to be great. I'm looking forward, and this is the first time I'm going to announce this, and I'm going to do it a couple times, to, to both you and Rob being here in, well, it's in Newton, but really that's close enough to call it Wichita in, in a couple weeks. Um, what is that, November November 15th? 15th. November 15th, and we're going to do all we can to get as many of the listeners that are in this local area to come. Um, and before the end of the show, I want you to throw out a couple of places, you know, some other places that you're going to be because we do have listeners throughout the country that, that may be in another area that would like to hear you speak as well. But okay. uh, um, I, I guess let's talk a little bit about the, the transition that you've been able to make because, you know, I was looking on your Facebook page a couple of minutes ago and the message that you and Rob and Bruce and, and, and other folks are getting out there about sport is really starting to take place. And, and you know, it, it's gotten even the attention of 60 Minutes. I watched the, the preview of, of the, uh, the, the thing that's supposed to come on about, about uh, sport. So you're obviously making a difference. You guys are, are bringing awareness to folks. We're starting to see folks like Tommy John come on little old me my show and talk about over, overuse and um you know just just expand on, on on that well yeah i mean i think judging by you know the way that bruce brown's message resonates for people or the positive coaching alliance or what i say um it's just you know we, we're touching a nerve i think because people are sort of trudging along this path because everyone else is doing it, but they're saying to themselves, this is not how I did it, and I'm not sure that this is right. And so this is, um, I think, our challenge is, and, and again, I'm not, who am I to tell someone how to parent their child or anything like that? That's not it at all. I just try to say, hey, this is what the science says, and the place that you're playing or the coach that you're paying $200 an hour to for private training might not be telling you this, but, you know, you have to make that decision. You know, if you have a coach who lets your 12-year-old, you know, throw 180 pitches in a baseball game, that's not a good thing. They're not in it for the best interests of your kid. I don't care that, oh, well, he does this all the time. No, that's not good. You're eventually, that kid's going to blow out his, his shoulder. I mean, I talk to major league baseball players who have their kids in, in youth sports, and they see stuff like this happening, and they walk up, and these coaches are like, well, who are you to tell me? It's like, I don't know. I played in the major leagues for 12 years. Uh, I guess I should have an opinion. And, and that's actually a good segue into the next segment. We're at a break right now. John O'Sullivan from Changing the Game Project is with us today. Uh, come back after this break and hear more. See you then. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am Mickey Ellison and with me today is John O'Sullivan from Changing the Game Project. And and John is is part of the reason, the, the direction of this show. Actually, I, we didn't have a direction with the show. And when he first came on... Um, he, he's changed everything. He's changed my outlook, changed how I, I coach my kids. He's actually helped me to be a better parent. And on top of that, um, helped me to figure out exactly what it is that, that this show is supposed to do and and has led to the development of complete fitness. Uh, John, welcome to the show again. Uh, for those that don't know, you're here and that missed the first segment. And there's some exciting news for those that are listening here in Kansas. Um, you're going to be coming this direction, so talk a little bit about what what's going on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I will be in Newton on November 15th for um, this great youth sports symposium. Um, for it's a fundraiser actually for the Newton YMCA. So there's um, Ryan from Community for Coaches and uh, Rob Miller from Proactive Coaching and myself and. We're kind of putting on a full-day event, and I'm excited because I get to listen to those guys, too, and I get to learn a ton as well as have the opportunity to meet some coaches and, and parents and athletes and, and do some teaching myself. So it's kind of a, you know, it's an all-day thing. You could come for the full day. You could come to individual sessions um, if you're a parent and you want to bring your athlete. And, and so and all, and all the, the ticket go to a good cause, which is the Newton YMCA. So I'm really excited to be a part of this. And we're going to be talking about, you know, parenting a modern athlete. We're going to be talking about 
coaching with with purpose and and you know, how to build trust with your athletes and how we affect you know their their psychology and and how we really become a, a transformational coach and, and leader and then also you know le- lessons for for athletes how do you you know tweak your mindset and and how do you take what you learn in sports and apply it to life so it's going to be a super exciting day and and, and i'm really looking forward to it and it, November 15th is actually my birthday as well, so if I can't be spending that with my family, at least I can be spending it with a bunch of uh, great coaches and parents talking about sports. And, and even me. I mean, I, I look forward <laughs> to the opportunity to come up there. I, I, I plan on being there, God willing, and um, it'd be a great opportunity, too, that I would get to meet some of the listeners to the show that I haven't met as well. But uh, um a lot of what we've talked about on, on the show with, with you and, and with Rob and, and with with Bruce, those are things that are going to be covered that, that same weekend. And for those that are really serious about coaching, and I'm, a, I'm really talking to, to anybody that coaches, but also to any League 42 coaches that are listening to this show, because you have a unique opportunity as a League 42 coach to impact the lives of underprivileged children that may or may not even have a a male figure in their life. They may not have, or they may not have a female figure in their in their life that is an adult that can actually help lead them in, in the right direction because they have so many distractions that are pulling them in in directions that could affect and possibly could lead to disaster in their lives later on. And sports has the opportunity to to change these lives, these kids' lives forever. And the little bit that you will learn, I'm willing to bet if you come to the symposium, symposium, you're not only going to absorb a lot of information in that one day, but you're going to you're going to want more. Uh, you're going to want to be. And, and for what the time I spent with you, John, you were always there to to answer as many questions as people might might have. Uh, I know Rob will. I know Bruce does as well. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I look forward to, to seeing you again, meeting Rob in person for the first time. And um, getting to uh, to learn more about being not just a better coach, but you know some of this stuff trans- translates into life and being a better better parent. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's going to be a fun day. And I'll just the the website where people can go is KansasYouthSports.org, and they can you know get tickets there. And so if you're if if you're just a parent and you have a coach that you love, um, you know for that information to him or to her, because the more coaches we can get there and talk about this type of transformational coaching, the better your community gets, the better your, um, your organization, organizational culture gets, the better your team gets. And, and when, when coaches get introduced to this kind of stuff, it's so far um, from the norm of traditional coaching education that, that they kind of take a step back. They're like, wow, where, where has this been my whole life? Why didn't someone teach me this when I first started coaching? And it's really, it's really game-changing stuff. Well, I think, I think for me, and I think it's probably will be the case for other folks, is when you start to hear these, the, what you guys are teaching, you instinctively know it's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you start, that, that little gut feeling you had with all the pressure that, that that's coming at, at the sporting events and, and with possibly other teams or with 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 your team as a coach, you you know some things are wrong. You know that yeah the the X and the O's X's and O's are great. You know one of the greatest things I I, I did with, with with my youngest boy a couple of weeks ago is is we got to spend some time outside and and we weren't playing just catch. We were. He had a little bouncy ball that he would 
he was being Derek Jeter, and he was he was learning all these different things, and he was being so creative that that I I I, I, I get excited because he is learning his own body. He's learning the things that he can actually do, and while it may not be perfect yet. Um, would you call half of the shortstops throws in the big leagues to first base perfect? They don't come right over the top and, and do these things. But yet, you see so many of our great shortstops come from areas like, like the Dominican Republic or from Venezuela or from places where um, maybe they didn't have the exact drills to do the things that they could do, but they actually had creativity, and they they worked on it, and worked on it, and worked on it, and 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 practice. I don't, work's probably not even the work. They just have fun doing it. Well, you're exactly right, Mickey. And I mean, this is one of the big themes of the day. Will be that the best athletes are developed in environments where they're not afraid to make mistakes. They're not afraid to throw the ball away. They're not afraid to strike out. They're not afraid to to try a new move in soccer or um, to take a shot in basketball. And when we have youth sports cultures where we are so hyper-focused on winning at 8, 9, 10 years old so that we can move up a division or so that we can get into some tournament, what happens is we're so outcome-focused that we lose sight of the fact that for kids to develop they have to make mistakes. They're supposed to make mistakes. It's, it's actually the more mistakes they're making, the faster they're learning. And, and sometimes we get in this thing that, well, the only good practice is if the kids get it right 100% of the time. And if they get practice perfect, they'll be fine in the games. Well, that's not true at all. Because if your practice doesn't look like the game, if, if you're just you know throwing balls back and forth and, yeah, they throw 100 and they don't drop them, what is that compared to a hard grounder with a runner charging you down at second base that you got to step out of the way and, and throw? Those are two completely different things. And so, um, you, you know, I, I think it's really, uh, you know, one of the things that we have to change in this country is stop worrying about who won and lost games when kids are this young. I know we're adults and we say competitiveness is good and yes, the real world's competitive. I get that. I'm a competitive person that makes complete sense, but but it's not how children learn. Is that is scientifically proven that that's not how they learn. They need to play in an environment where they are playing and they're not afraid to mess up. And right. when they do that, they're eventually going to get it right. But if yeah, we, they're always scared of getting it wrong, they're never going to get it right. Yeah, we live in a society where and it's, it's out, of, out of goodness that we look to protect our kids as much as, as, much as possible. And, and as a parent, we are supposed to protect our children from, from real dangers where, you know, you've you got to look both ways before you cross the road. Um, but if a kid... If a kid kicks a ball into the wrong goal in a soccer game, that's not life or death. Right. In fact, it, you you can enjoy it because the kids just you, you've said it before. The kids just as excited because they just kicked it in the goal. Now that's an opportunity to teach because probably they do it enough times they'll wind up kicking in the rest of the right goal from maybe from that point forward. But we are so scared of letting our children um, get hurt. We protect them in situations that could actually be really, 
true learning experiences for them because you know when I talk about with complete fitness the the problem with with, with debt well the the greatest experience I had with debt was the experience uh, of going through it now does that mean that that everyone um, wants to experience that that same failure no but most of us have learned our greatest and most valuable lessons in life and anything that we do from failing at it two, three, maybe even a hundred times. Yeah, you're 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 exactly right. You're exactly right. And and I mean to to go back to the sports analogy is this. I, I mean I ask parents at my talks all the time, do you want your kids to win all the games for the rest of their life? I mean, think about that for a second. Do you want your kids to win all the games for the rest of their life? Because they can. That can be arranged. I mean, you can just play against bad teams, or you can play against inferior opponents, and you can win every match or every swim meet or every golf match or every soccer game you want if you manipulate the competition so that it's not at your level. But let's face it, that's not exciting, that's not challenging, and it's not fulfilling. And so... people understand this and they say, well, no, we we don't want to win all our games. And I say, okay, if we don't want to win all of our games, then why do we get so freaked out when we lose one or two? Because because that's how you're acting is that we want to win all our games. Well, no, we're not going to win all our games. And if we're not losing some of our games, then we're in the wrong place. We, We have to lose some of our games. And if we're losing all of our games, well, then we're in the wrong place in the opposite direction, and we need to find a league that better suits the ability of our team. But, but this is a, a huge thing when you're so outcome-focused, um, and, and outcomes are not an opportunity to learn. They're, they're just you know, something that justifies our existence. Um, that's when they become very dangerous. Yeah, they do become dangerous because I, I think I, I see it more in baseball, but because that's the sport that I'm most involved with. But you'll see teams there, you know, USSA has several divisions of, of baseball. It goes from single A all the way up to, to majors. And if you've got a team that is capable of competing at the AAA level, but yet you bring them down so they can win a double A state championship, what have you really accomplished? Yeah, they wound up getting a state championship trophy, but if you put them against the kids of a little bit greater strength and a little bit better ability maybe you finish 500 or a couple games over 500 but i'm willing to bet those kids come out of that season better players than having won a state championship at a level that was significantly less than their ability yeah that's exactly it it's a a hollow victory and you're compromising a lot to win a a 25 dollar trophy yeah and the kids the kids instinctively know it yeah they they know that well, we won the double A state tournament, but we're not the best team. In, or uh, I hate using that word, but we're not the best team in, in Kansas because there's two other levels above us, and we've played against some of those teams, and we have competed against them and beaten some of those teams. But if we do nothing, but when it, it's kind of like yeah, you you probably experienced this because you have kids that when you sit down to play uh, some you know go fish with your kid, and at, at three. They get really mad at you when they lose. So to make them feel better, we'll start. We'll almost let them win, and in fact, sometimes we will let them make an extra move to win that game. At three, that's okay. But if they're still in that same mindset when they're 12, 13, or 14, what happens when they do actually get in a situation where 
the teams they're competing against or the talent they're competing against is way better than what they were accustomed to, will they quit at that point in time because it's too hard or will they compete? And I think that, that it has a lot to do with putting them in those situations to potentially fail that will cause them to compete at the, at, if they do make it to a higher level. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly it. And again, if you're really and truly preparing people for life, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be goods and bads. And the goods don't, you know, the highs aren't so high if you don't have those lows and you know where you come from. And so I always tell, would always tell teams when, you know, they lost a state championship or got knocked out of a big event and everyone's upset. I'm like, you, you know, you can't ever truly feel what, what victory feels like until you feel this too. So this is an important part of it, and, and I, I always think those players who years later will write me and say, you know, I never knew what you meant, but now I do because we've accomplished this great thing, and, and you know, I thought about that day of how bad I felt, and maybe I should walk away, but I stuck with it. And so these are the lessons of sports. These are the lessons of, these are the lessons of life. Yeah, and, and and life is about ups and downs, and is it, you've always heard people talk about the true character of a man is not how they react when, when they when they win or when they accomplish something is how they react when they fail. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I think it was uh, Edison uh, when he was creating a light bulb. Man, that guy failed so many times that if it had been me, we would probably be still lighting our rooms with candles. Exactly. And, and the stories of those go on and on and on. So, I mean, we could talk about famous people. The, you know, the most valuable things in our world today were were, were created through multiple attempt, multiple failures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is the, some of the greatest folks in. Uh, it, we look at the founding of our country, and if people would go back and read the history and, and the history of George Washington, who we look at as the father of our country, man, that guy messed up a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and and lost a lot. He lost a lot of battles and a lot of a lot of stuff before he got to that point. And I think what what actually made him as as great of a figure as he has become, almost mythical to this point, is the humility at understanding that you know when when he was asked to be the president, heck, he didn't even want to be it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and think how different ahead. that is from from these days, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, we just we got to watch plenty of that um, of you know last night because we had the national elections, the midterm elections going on, and that's all I am saying about the midterm elections because it, <laughs> it, 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 at least thank goodness I'm going to be able to turn on my TV and watch a football game and not watch a political ad. Mm-hmm. You're in, um, you're in one of those hotly contested states too. No one really contests Oregon very much, so <laughs> so I get to avoid most of that. But, but hey, we've got um, I know you got to go. Um, we're, at, toward, we're at the end of this segment and we'll come back it's going to be just me John O'Sullivan thank you so much for coming on the show before we go um, tell people where they're going to be able to see you in a couple of weeks here and also some other places that you might be well yeah so the Kansas uh, Youth Sports Symposium just go to kansasyouthsports.org and that's on November 15th in Newton at the Kansas Sports Museum and then um, and I do a lot of traveling and stuff and the best way to See if I'm going to be in your um, neck of the woods. Is just go to my website, which is changingthegameproject.com, and you can check out a couple of my books and sign up for my email list and get my blog posts and things like that. All right there. All righty, John. Thanks so much for coming on the show, and I look forward to seeing you in about a week and a half on the 15th in, New- in Newton. I look forward to it, Mickey. Thank you so much. 
All right. See you later. Bye. All right, folks, we'll be back from this break in a minute. It's just you and me. Please come back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. tuned to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can drop mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com like our show on facebook now back to the show welcome back to the mickey ellison show this is the first segment this is the first time in the history of the show where it's just you and i um, before we go on with that, I do want to r- remind those that are here in the Kansas area, put it on your calendar to go see John and Rob Miller at the Kansas Symposium, Sports Symposium. I will post links to uh, where you can get information on tickets, where they're going to be at, the times they're going to be at it. It will be on my, po- my website. It will be on my Facebook page. And if you have any other questions, you can always contact me at Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. So, I had John on, and it was partially because we've got the symposium coming up in a couple of weeks, but it's also to talk about how he has changed my life and he's changed the direction that, that, that I, am, I am going. Some of the things I think we're prepared for throughout our life, and in, in getting prepared for those things, we sometimes don't even know what's happening. We, we don't know that, you know, you've heard my story where we've suffered through 
through the debt. And we're really, I'm working right now to find someone that will will let us tell, tell, tell the story a little bit deeper, possibly even in, in a book form to, we can really get into the details of those processes. But complete fitness is, you've heard us talk about it. You've seen it on, on the, on the web page. You've seen it on the Facebook page. If you've gone and looked at it and this is something that I believe is extremely important, and it's a message, message that has got to get out. And I'm going to, I'm going to vow to do it as long as I can possibly do it. And uh, you know, it, it takes money, it takes the ability uh, to go and speak in different places. But there are two issues that that we're dealing with in complete fitness. Actually, there's three. Um, one is is fitness. We're talking about obesity. We're talking about being overweight. And we're going to, we're team, I'm teaming up with, with a few of the team Beachbody coaches. I've already teamed up with Michael Gowan, um, Alicia Smith. This is a big announcement that we're throwing out there on, uh, I believe it is December 14th. We are planning on being in, in a Pennsylvania location to be determined, but just look around us. Look at the people. When you go to the mall, when you go to the park and, and you see people that without a doubt, they know they need to lose weight, but for whatever reason, they can't or they don't, and they don't, they don't push themselves to do so. But what I think is an even deeper problem is debt. Debt is one of those things that you can't see because we've been taught for so long that we've got to live in this world and have a certain type of perception, and, and pe- this is how people are supposed to see us. We want people to think, well, man, he's got it going on. He's got a brand new car. He's got a brand new house. They got a boat. They got all these things, but yet... Many people listening to this show, many people that don't hear this show are in a position where they're dying inside. I can vouch for it. I looked perfect on the outside prior to, uh, to coming into the bus- this business and getting to where we're at. We looked like we were extremely successful back when we did the days of Equinox International and the, the horrors that, that that company and the people that were supposedly helping others were, were bringing into the lives of, of other folks. You know, to the point where at 28, 29 years old, I was sitting in, in, in my, I would wake up in the morning or wake up in the middle of the night just having heart palpitations, feeling like I'm actually having a heart attack. Now, I'm a guy that, that played college baseball. I had gotten to the point, and I do think there's a link between some of the obesity and some of the, uh, the problems with debt because it zaps everything from, from us. It affects our relationships. It affects how we, how we go about our, di- our daily lives because when you have no energy because you're drowning so much in debt that doing many of the other things that, that makes you who you want to be. It makes it extremely hard to be that person. Um, we live in a society today that we're working to that, that everything is built around it. I mean, heck, I went the other day to buy buy tires, and I can finance my tires for six months interest free. So if tires gotten so expensive that I can't afford to go buy them in one setting, that I can expand it out for long. Do you really think that these companies and the banks are making less money? By letting you do that, no, they're making more money. It allows them to continually rise, raise the price. But here's the thing. There are things in 15 years of experience in the financial planning industry, having lived through 2008, having lived through 2001, 2002, and also the personal debt. There are things about debt that I can teach people, but and while you're drowning in it, we can't do that. And all we're asking with complete fitness is for people that will 
I enjoy getting the likes as we talked with, with John earlier on the show. I enjoy getting those on Facebook. But if we don't have action, we have nothing. And if we – it's $1 a day. It's $1 a day. We have seven people step up to the plate in, in November, and, and money was sent to one person. I don't care if we get any type of recognition for it. All I want is that person to be able to get out of debt. We pass it forward. $1 a day. $1 a day will change the world and the lives of people around us if we will do it out of no selfish ambition and not looking to say, what's in it for me? It reminds me of, of uh, the, the, the movie with uh, Kevin Costner. It's one of my favorite movies of, of all time. It, it, it is um, Field of Dreams. When at the end of that movie, if you've seen the movie, at the end of that movie, uh, Brakencell, I think is his name, the, the guy that, that Costner plays, and he's standing there with Shoeless Joe, and he finally looks at Shoeless Joe and says, I did this for you. I did it all without asking any questions. And then and Ray Kinsella, Shula, or Shoeless Joe looks at him and says, or, or Ray says, what's in it for me? And Shoeless looks at him and says, Ray, is that why you did this? To find out what's in it for you? What's in it for you? You didn't do it for other people. It was just to see. You, you, you got so many of these prosperity gospel preachers out there that are telling you, if you just tithe, God's gonna God's gonna bless you with with more blessings than you you can imagine. It's like, okay, if I if I, I can make a deal with God and I can give ten percent to the church and He's gonna bless me with all these possessions out here. No, no, because that some of these possessions will take our attention away from what we're we're supposed to be doing. But let's think about it. I actually posted on, on the Complete Fitness page earlier today. It was, a, it was an article written by, uh, about how Fannie, not Fannie Mae, but uh, Sally Mae is helping making it more affordable for people to go to school. I had Alicia Smith on the show last week, and we talked about student debt. Do you understand what student debt can do to you for the rest of your life if you're unable to pay for it? You may be able to get into a situation where um, – you know, I can write off everything. I can get out from under it. And you can't get out from under it. You can't write it off. It stays with you forever. But yet we're having these kids go out there and borrow at 18, 19, 20 years old, 20, 30, 40, $100,000 for an education, not even knowing what they want to do in life. Then we got, you know, credit cards are the ones that get the really, really bad name. And I, I hate credit card debt as well. But there's so much to learn about debt that, that, we can literally change the world with this education. But if we're just sitting around letting our friends or letting our family members, letting even people that we don't know drown in the debt, we can do nothing. What I'm asking you to do is follow what we're doing in Complete Fitness. Follow, but, but invite us to come speak at your place. Look, go test us. That's one thing that John talked about in the first segment because one of my frustrations has been I know what the message is. I know the message is right. I see a lot of people liking what gets posted on Facebook or on Complete Fitness page, but I don't see any action. And he made the point that you've got to have the trust. If you don't give us a chance to come speak at your place, whether it be in California, whether it be in Pennsylvania in in December, wherever it might be, we can never develop that trust. So it is vitally, 
vitally important that you follow what we're doing. If you have ever suffered under debt, you know that it is debilitating. If you've ever suffered under being 80, 90, 100 pounds overweight, all these things keep you from doing what it is that you want to do. I will, I'm going to tell the story one more time that Tiffany told last week, on, and, and I may tell a little bit different. We go through life planning for the future. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't plan for the future because we should. But she, she said this in, in her speech, and hopefully one day I'll actually have it on the page for you to see. But she made a, she made a comment at, at our first complete event, event, event uh, complete fitness event in South Carolina. She goes, write down what it is that you're, you're planning your goals for the next five years. Write down the seven things that you find to be the most important, the things that you need to do and get done in those, in, in those uh, next five years. And all of us can think of those things. One, you know, it's probably I need to get out. Of, I need to get in better shape. I need to get over. I need to lose weight. I need to pay off this. I need to do this. I need to do that. And then she turned it around. She turned it around and she said this. She goes, "Now you have seven days left. Write down the five things that are the most important that you need to do in the next five days. If that doesn't change your perspective." I don't know what will because we all have a point where we will have seven days left. Each and every one of us will have seven days left. Some of us are living in those seven days right now, but guess what? Nobody told us. They didn't. If you, if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do? And then I'm going to add this piece to it. If you have seven days to live or if you have five years to, to plan, plan for it, those things seem extremely important, but at the end of the seven days, do you know where you're going? Because if you don't know the answer to that question, that's more important than anything we can do planning for the next five years. It's more important than anything that we can do planning for the next seven days. So join us in this fight. Join us. Test us. Bring us to your place. We will come. We will come, at least until we run, run out of money to be able to do it. We will come to your place and we will, we will tell you what complete fitness is. And not only are we going to talk about debt and the evils of it, we're putting together a plan to help individuals. We're also joining hands with those that will join us. And there's seven of us, and God bless us right now, those seven that are, that are involved right now, to change the lives of people around them. If we do nothing, uh, nothing more in our life than... Accumulate. What was that old saying? The old saying was that he who dies with the most toys in the end wins. Sorry, dude. It don't work that way. Is he who has left a legacy has left a better place than when he? And sometimes that better place may be the legacy that you live with, leave with your children. It may be the legacy that you leave with one or two people that do go out there and change the world. One dollar a day from seven people isn't going to change the world. It's when we have 7,000, we have 7 million doing this exact same thing. But I can't do this by myself, and nor can the other six that are, that are along with us. We have to have people join us to do this. Debt is debilitating. It's embarrassing. And as long as you're so embarrassed to not let other people help you, I don't know how to do that, how, how, to, how we can actually reach out to you. Quit believing these lies that you've been told your entire life that perception is reality, that you have to fake it until you make it. Yes, you have to have confidence, and you have to be able to see a vision of where you want to go. 
but faking it, pretending like you're something that you're not, only leads you to a point later on down the road where you don't even know who you are. And it's hard to find that person. I can remember going back to my college baseball days. I had a coach that uh, that changed my swing. The the year before he changed my swing, I hit I hit three fourteen with eight home runs and and less than a hundred at bats. For those of you that aren't baseball fans, that doesn't sound like a big deal. He came in the next year, changed my swing. By the end of that year, I think I hit four home runs, was hitting about two thirty, and struggled through the summer. Came back the next year. Midway through my senior years, I'm hitting about 150. Sat down and have a conversation with him one day. And in that conversation, he told me, he says, you had the most pure swing of anybody on the team, but you were buying into what I was doing. It took months and hours of swings to change that. We have to change the direction that we're going. We have to quit believing these lies that, that it, it is um, perception is, is reality. Let's turn reality into reality. Let's turn ourselves into the people that or in private, being the people that people see in public and being proud that that's who we are. Folks, we're coming back next week. This is the end of the show. Join us a dollar a day. Facebook us, pay, like it, join us, and t- tell us who you are so that we can come to you. Next week, we'll have uh, Rob Miller on on the show from Proactive Coaching, talking more about the symposium that's coming to, to uh, Kansas in a couple weeks. Hope you'll join us next week, and uh, see you in Newton, Kansas on the 15th. Thanks for listening. so much for joining us on the mickey ellison show mickey plans to be here again next wednesday morning at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel we hope you'll be here too